Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ranking Thrones. I am James Kelly. And I'm Evan Camacho. And here we are. We are at our last regular episode for <laughs> the journey of the men and woman who sat on the Iron Throne with mm-hmm. uh, the ranking part of Joffrey. This has been fun. This has been a lot of fun. And I think this one is a nice one to go out on because, boy, is there, he may, it does he make quite the impact, at least on the show. On the show, obviously, but, um, and let's talk a little bit about the show. So just to have some fun and uh, to hear some things, uh, just like uh, some fun trivia facts. So one, obviously, Joffrey is played by um, the actor Jack Gleason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Gleason is an Irish actor. He used to, but he used an English accent when he played Joffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophie Turner uh, apparently would would playfully tease Jack Gleason's accent by greeting him in an Irish accent, which he would respond with an English accent mm-hmm. to Sophie. Everyone in the cast also repeatedly swears that Jack Gleason is a nice person and is <laughs> absolutely nothing like Joffrey. Yeah. According to one commentary with Sophie Turner, Macy Williams, and Isaac Hempstead, Jack Gleason did not say scripted swear words until it was a film take. He would also immediately ask if Sophie Turner was all right after filming the abusive scenes in the show. Mm-hmm. So he's a nice guy in real life. He's a nice guy. And it's, it's kind of what you want to hear. Well, it's kind of what you want to hear. Yeah. Uh, also, Jack Gleason retired from acting on film and television after Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. He has done some theater appearances since, though. He doesn't. But, need, he's still young. He's got a lot of things going for him. He does, but you know, sometimes like it's just the, the actor bug or or what particularly you want to do may just differ in time. He was on an Emmy award-winning show for four seasons. Not yep. bad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not, not bad for being under the age of 25. Yep, absolutely. So, some of the key differences in the show also, just a note for fun. In the show, we see numerous scenes of Joffrey with Cersei and Marjorie that are not in the books. Right. As uh, the books follow a strict POV structure, where, and Joff- and there's no one at that point in the books who could be with Joffrey alone in that situation. Um, in the show, right before he reveals his true colors, Joffrey visits Sansa and gives her a necklace. Joffrey apologizes, and the two share a kiss. Aww. This change does make Sansa's declaration of love a little less of a blind crush than it is in the books. Mm. And it kind of makes sense why suddenly Sansa's all flustered when, when Ned says he wants to take Sansa home. Interesting. In the show, it is Joffrey who orders the execution of Robert's bastards, whereas in the books, it is Cersei. Mm -hmm. Likewise, it is Joffrey who orders the assassination attempt on Tyrion in the show, whereas it is also Cersei in the books who orders Tyrion's death. Also, who's the bigger jerk? One wonders who's the bigger jerk. They definitely make Joffrey the bigger jerk in the show. Mm-hmm. Also in the show, thanks to Marjorie's good PR efforts, Joffrey comes to become genuinely beloved by the people. Mm. So it's a little bit more 
palpable for why the people hate Tyrion in the books, in the show? Hmm. Joffrey also murders the show invention, the show invented character of Ross. Right. Which is pretty horrifying and a very palpable scene. Mm-hmm. Lastly, uh, uh, there's tons of things I could list, but this is just some fun quick list. Mm-hmm. Um, Joffrey is also the only one in the show who expresses concern in the early seasons about Daenerys, but he is ignored. Boy, does that bite them in the ass. Yep. So, now... We all remember you remember what we covered in the in the last episode, right? I do. So let's get to ranking him. Yep. So here is all I could say <laughs> pos- positively in in like uh, the, the the first category of the king. Oh, this will be good. So in the category of the king. He refused to tolerate any insults made against his father, Robert Baratheon. And that's basically it. Huh. I, 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 I could... Like, theoretically, you could say, well... Well, King's Landing was not taken over by Stannis Baratheon under his time as king, but... He did yes. not appoint Tyrion Lannister as king, as Hand of the King. Mm-hmm. He didn't really care for Tyrion Lannister as Hand of the King. No. And he wasn't really actively making any decisions no. during the Battle of King's Landing, other than that he fought in it for a little bit. For all of ten seconds. Well, no, not for all of ten seconds, which we're going to cover. He doesn't run away way of his own will in the in the books per se. Mm-hmm. The point was the guy was around for two years and didn't A didn't do much and B he ended up causing a lot more problems than he than he fixed. Yeah, so the king category is meant to be positive, so or we just focus on his choices as a ruler. He did have at least the able administration, albeit self-serving administration, of Tyrion and Tywin Lannister. But he only appointed Tywin. But he sure is not, but that was probably a good move. I mean, guarding the legacy of your of your father in quotes. Mm-hmm. I mean, wh- how he did so is not really admirable e- at either. Right. So I mean, I mean, honestly, you have to give the guy maybe a one. His only positive trait was that the fact that he was around for two years and he didn't. He he had the the able hands of Tywin and Tyrion. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like the thing is, like with we gave points to Ares the first mm-hmm. for for because he appointed Bloodraven and Bloodraven made some good decisions. 
But but I will say that the difference of why I'm comfortable giving a low score to Joffrey mm-hmm. is that is that Ares didn't really get in Blood Raven's way, whereas Joffrey yes. had to be distracted by Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's one thing. Yeah. It's one. It's one thing when you. It's one thing when you're a ruler who knows you're not good at ruling and sort of let someone else take care of it. It's another one when you're a ruler, you're not good at ruling, you don't know that you're good, you don't think you're you're bad, you're good at you're bad at ruling, and you're a hindrance. So I think that's that's the biggest reason I give him the low scores because he's just so stupid and so psychotic and so unpredictable. I mean, hell, the guy start the guy started a war. When you yeah. really didn't have to, you did not have to start this war, and you did that. You did that with four words: "Bring me his head." That's Theoretically, stupid. we'll we'll get into it with madness and misrule. He didn't start the war, but he made sure that it was never going to conclude peacefully. Made, now, right? He made sure it was going to happen, no matter what. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to give him a one. Wow. Um, you know, honestly, I'm... I wonder if I even can give him positive points. Nah. <sighs> He's too stupid and psychotic to be a puppet. That's the problem. That's the reason I'm giving him so low. But he is a puppet, but he's not a good puppet either. He's a puppet. It's kind of like trying... It's like trying to make a... It's like trying to make a rabid bulldog. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's like trying. It's like trying to. It's like trying to teach a mad bulldog to be a to be a hunting dog. It's probably a lot more effort than it's worth. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because because okay, I, I will go one. I'll go one two. So that gives him a point a total of two. So, Evan, that is lower than the Mad King. Oh. That is lower than the Mad King. That says something. I kind of am astonished. How did the Mad King score higher? Because I think the Mad King had the... I hesitate to call the word advantage... But at least the Mad King was A, around for a little bit longer, and B, there was potential to have his heir, Rhaegar, or Rhaegar, become a better king. Now, needless to say, it didn't work. And Joffrey got killed during the war. Okay. uh, Like I said, it's just, there's psychopath, like, say what you will, here's why. The Mad King wasn't a puppet. He was a psychopath. Yeah, okay, he wasn't that. He wasn't that. He wasn't. A, he was a psychopath. Let's not get us wrong. He was. He was a complete monster, but he wasn't a puppet. He wasn't a mad dog. He. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think you gave him like a three, and I gave him a one and a half. I think that's yeah. how it boiled down. The reason why I. I We'll have to talk about this, like when we do um, our our kind of like overall 
ranking of like each person in each category. Yes. For how the categories break down. Mm-hmm. I will say at least like for Ares though, it was just like that Ares the Mad King is that he's why he I think he almost is worse though than than Joffrey though is because he he actively like like right. in a kind of Aegon the unworthy way went out of his way to screw up all of and subvert every good idea that Tywin had. How long was how long was Ares on the throne though? Twenty one years. Exactly. Okay. All right. I think, I well, think that's wise. Clearly. Yes, he might have been a psychopath. Yes, Tywin might have hated his guts. But the fact that he was on the throne for more than two decades, whereas Joffrey was on the throne for two, is probably why is is probably why we're so adamant. And I mean, I think it's even said either in the book or in the in the series that Joffrey would have been a worse king than than the Mad King. He's dubbed Ares the Third by Tyrion, so yeah. Yep. Okay, so next category, the warrior. Okay, this one he gets a little bit higher. This one I know he gets a little bit higher. Although the book and series depictions I know are, are quite different. Yeah. He fought in the Battle of Blackwater Bay and only fled when ordered to do so by his mother. That is a very key difference from the show. Yes. The show, he straight up runs away. Right. And he is like another coward. Mm-hmm. And then also, I think if I got this right, he was able to best Rob Stark in combat. Mm, not he? best, but he, he was a decent fighter as he managed to fight evenly with the older Rob Stark using practice swords. So, I mean, it, it may have been a sparring match, it may have been low stakes, but the fact that he was able to keep ranks with someone who was older than him, that's... Not bad compared yeah. to compared to the show where he's just a pathetic, just just absolutely out of his element. He mostly like honestly like when he gets attacked by Nymeria mm-hmm. and that whole situation. It was just that he didn't he literally didn't expect the no. wolf to attack him. No, that's true. Although, watch this closely and watch the series again. Watch him on his wedding day. The way he's wielding Widow's Whale, he has no clue how to use a sword. It's clumsy, it's stiff, and it's very, very it. It's a butcher. Huh. Yeah. It's a. It's like a butcher's tool. It's not a. Uh, it's not a sword. Yeah. Well, so. that's the show, though. We're talking about yeah. the book oriented. So, I think this is going to be just like other bad kings that, like, are not... Like, we can't give him any points for a commander because he wasn't a commander. No, he was no general. And, in fact, several times where he thought of being a commander, Mm -hmm. one of his immediate thoughts was to immediately march on to Storm's End to to face off against Renly when Renly declared himself king. Stupid. Which uh, they did not let him do, because if he did that, then it would leave King's Landing undefended. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. Priorities are priorities are a bit skewed for a commander. Yep. And so, he has no strategies, so it's all just... The only thing we're judging is just his skills as a warrior, just personally. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, he did have some bravery in that he, he actually fought in the Battle of Blackwater Bay. Yes, but that's one battle. And, I, and that's, but it ultimately was a haughtiness, but I, I will give him a three. I was actually thinking exactly that. And that, yeah, like he's not really a good warrior at all. He is not his, either his real father or his supposed father. No. So he's, but like, he did like his crossbow and he did fight. Right. A little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. A good, a good study in theory. But, I mean, here's the thing. We've given other kings. You can forgive a king for being a bad swordsman or a bad fighter if they're a good general. Oh, yeah. Totally. Joffrey was neither of those. Nope. Not really. No. He wasn't utterly incompetent. He wasn't, like, Amy's. No. That was a disaster. But he was... He's pretty Pretty bad. much... Like... On the cusp of that. Right. And he was also a kid. Yeah. He was also a kid. So, and also, in medi- I'd like to point this out. In medieval society, right about at his age would be when you'd want to get the princes and, and the potential kings onto the battlefield to learn. Yeah. And start leading. Yeah. But no. But the he fact was only he had- 14 when he died. So, yeah. Exactly. Well, he would, means he would have been 12 when he became king. And again, a 12-year-old yep. king, you probably would have been about 12. You would have been about 12 or 13, and you're on the battlefield. You're no commander. You're not anything else. You're just on the battlefield. Hell, you're probably just there to observe. Yep. That's so, what you should be, anyways. Yes. Well, the idea is the idea is not to kill you. They don't want to kill you yet. Yeah. But. Yeah, three is probably the best one. So, I mean, what is that? Two threes, and that's a six. Six. So, yeah. Six for the the warrior. Now the fun category for him. Oh, boy. Madness and misrule. <sighs> what so, a disaster. He greatly delighted in physically, emotionally, and sexually tormenting Sansa Stark. He threatened to rape Sansa Stark after she married Tyrion Lannister. He did have some bizarre obsession of sorts with Lady Sansa. Like a plaything, almost. Yeah. Like a sick plaything. Yep. He was a bully to Tommen. He tried to have Bran Stark killed to impress his father. Yeah. He yeah. beheaded Ned Stark against the wishes of his mother and his small council. Triggering the War of the Five, King, of Five Kings. Now, we said it earlier, and it, Rob Stark had already begun... Well, no. First, Tywin Lannister started uh, attacking the, the Riverlands mm-hmm. when Tyrion Lannister was imprisoned. Right. And Rob Stark raised his bannermen and attacked. But it became a full-fledged-out, unequivocal war mm-hmm. permanent war when Joffrey beheaded yeah it went from stuff. a it, it went from a conflict to an all out fight yes and that was stupid 
That was just a really stupid move. One and the War of the Five Kings is probably the single one of the single greatest wars since the Dance of the Dragons. Yes. It, in terms of like the the sheer bloodshed and chaos, it was probably it was m- even worse than the Blackfire Rebellions. Oh yeah, much worse, much worse. Especially the later Blackfire Rebellions were almost nothing. Yeah, but and also in the books, the War of the Five Kings is not over. Yep, it is not. It is not. It's, it's almost at its peak. It's had a resurgence. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they, the fact that the boy, he started it, died in the middle of it, and did nothing to resolve it. Great move. And yeah. and in terms of misrule, the fact that he had to have his hands restrain him, and got to the point, from what I could tell, it got to the point where people got rid of him because he was just too much of a problem. Yep. So I was like, well, who killed Joffrey? Um, sir, we have we have literally dozens of suspects. Yep. Well, no, they 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 all pointed to Tyrion. They all but... pointed to Tyrion, but it's like, well, who would have who would have a reason to kill Joffrey? Practically everyone in the room. Yep. Absolutely. So some other things though. Mm-hmm. It's not over. He nailed antlers into spies for King Stannis and oversaw their interrogation and torture. Great. He fired crossbow bolts into random citizens. Jesus. He was apathetic to the starving citizens in King's Landing. Which will cause a riot. Yep. His statistic tendencies were very clear even as a child as he cut open a pregnant cat. He ripped out a man's tongue for daring to insult his father, Robert Baratheon, with a rude ballad. Although he first gave the sadistic choice of letting the the singer choose between his hands and his tongue. Well, can't speak, can't use it, can't do anything else. Yep. Great. So... Anything else? Well, I mean, we could also mention that he he was so sadistic that that Lady Olena conspired with with Littlefinger to kill Joffrey because she knew that he would be violent to her granddaughter Marjorie, and that would enrage his Kingsguard, Sir Loras, and make him be a new Sir Jamie and kill. Joffrey. So and yet, they, and yet they the killed him to basically prevent him from doing what he was going to do. Sounds about right. Plus, plus no one really mourned him except his mom. And his mom's almost as bad as he was. Yeah. Yeah, no one mourned Joffrey. No. Sansa felt a tad bit saddish for him. <laughs> just because, like, just because it was like such a painful death, yeah, and like so violent. But which, by, which, by the way, I'd like to um, get a little bit scientific here for a moment. Turns out that type of poison that they used, it has a semi-real world equivalent, mm-hmm. and it's actually surprisingly common. 
It's strychnine. Oh it's strychnine. Oh. Mm. And strychnine, for those of you who don't know, strychnine is used very common uh, as uh, rat poison. Oh. And what it basically does is it it does like that. First, it starts, you suffocate, but it also makes you go into cardiac arrest. And you have oh. this you have this uncontrollable like fidgeting, but the problem is that the victim is alert. It's like it it kind of looks like they're having a seizure, but they're awake. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> it is a very, very miserable way to die. Yeah. So but yeah, that's the uh that is now it's not exactly like that. It's not exactly like that, but that's again, that's a rough equivalent. So, so pretty bad. I'd almost give them I'd give them Probably a near ten out of ten. Really, you'd go that far? Because the problem was he wasn't just he wasn't just psychotic. He was stupid. Yep. Executing Ned automatically is pretty damn high. Mm-hmm. And he was ha- had lots of hints of sadism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, he definitely gets more points for me though for for the madness side. Yeah. Although there's plenty there also with the misrule side. Mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah, I can there's... go the full 10, though. I, I cannot go the full 10. <laughs> I actually, uh, one of the only thing that pro- actually strike that, I think, you know, I think I'm going to give him a nine, 9 out of 10. And the only reason I'm not, not going to give him a full 10 out of 10, at least he didn't threaten to blow the place up. No, and like... I think the only thing that, like, makes me not go full 10... I'm trying to think of a good reason why. Because <laughs> he definitely, like, did make lasting damage. I'm, I was going to say he, he didn't, but no, he did. No, he did. I guess the only reason why is, is, is because those the later year, once Tywin gets involved, mm-hmm. he's able to mostly control Joffrey... Yeah. And his reign is like, and so because he's able to mostly control Joffrey, right? That the misrule dissipates, but it's still there. It's still there. So that's the only reason why I will go the nine instead of ten. That that's the only only reason. Well, the way because I actually, yeah, that. yeah, I, I maintain like executing Ned Stark meant one hundred percent like. Oh, yeah, like Rob was like, no, I'm never going no to nego- bend the knee to... No negotiation whatsoever. No negotiating with Joffrey, period. Or, well, he does, but like he doesn't... He's like, no, I'm not going to surrender to Joffrey ever. I'm never going to acknowledge him as my king. Yeah. Like, and that's I, like I mean, the best way for Tywin to... For t- the problem with that Tywin and Tyrion, mostly Tywin had to deal with, is he had to deal with a realm managing a realm who had it was not only an open rebellion but even the people in this in the areas you control hate who's ruling yep so So, that's still pretty bad so so that's 18 that puts him right at the top with some of the grossest offenders he's right there with with he's tied with tristane and aegon the second for 18. Oh, boy. And that's pretty damn bad. Yeah. On the lighter category, let's go to portrait. <laughs> so, here are some portraits of Joffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, this one 
I like uh, this one is from Fantasy Flight Games. Mm-hmm. Hold on while I transfer it over to you. And I'm just yeah. okay. There's that one, and uh, I don't completely huh. like it, this one by a mock. No, I don't but, think it's a. I don't think it's a great representation of what he's like. This one is much better for for what he's like. Honestly, this current one that you have, or you? This one I just sent. I yeah. think yeah, that that's the one we're we're going off of. That is Joffrey. Um, well, he's handsome, but he's also a child. He's handsome-ish, but he also looks evil, which is like, like Sansa at first thought he, he was handsome, but then like she said, like his lips are, are like, like worms, fresh worms. Is an ugly creature, hmm. ultimately. But he is, he looks one sadistic, evil yeah. creature. Mm-hmm. And like True. theoretically, though, I can see this being like handsome. On a throne and like saying the right words, right? But so, I mean, you'd have to have those words really planned out well. Yeah, which is what he does when like when he treats all the people um, after the the victory at Back- Blackwater Bay. I will be nice. I will give him three and a half ish. Yeah, give him three and a half. I'll give him a three. You'll give him a three. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's 6.5. 6.5. Right in the middle. In the middle. That's basically his... So, total score? Oh, boy. 34.5. Oh, boy. One of the lowest. Mm-hmm. One of the lowest, not the lowest. But definitely one of. But definitely one of. Mm. So... With all that in mind, though, yes, the final category: <laughs> lion or kitten. Is he oh. someone worth remembering, or is he ultimately a footnote in history? You'd kind of want him to be a footnote in history, but because of all the damage he did, you kind of have to make him a lion. I don't know. Really? I don't kind of think he is in a way. Hmm. Like, and you're going to kind of have to convince me because, honestly, after the execution of Ned Stark, mm-hmm. he's not really a big player in the history. Okay. Okay. And, you, like, got he, he, you got my attention. He basically is just then this, like, sadistic monster who, hmm. like, the, and it's only the court that really, really knows who Joffrey truly, truly is. Because the people get angry when Tyrion supposedly kills Joffrey. Hmm. Okay. All so, right. like, I'm not... I'm not sure if he is. Like, he definitely... Like, convince me, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of parallels, honestly, with Aegon II in terms of, like... Of, like, that... That like after that one thing that really defines your reign, you're kind of not that like right. impactful because it's like it's Tywin who is obviously like 
right humongously Ta- impactful right tywin is tywin rules the seven kingdoms yeah and like <sighs> his mother for 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 killing robert is really is really can, important can, can argue is important i think it's a weird case because a lot of things happen during his reign but he's not doing them yeah that that's why i'm saying like you know what, actually, you kind of convinced me. You've actually convinced me. One of the... Like, this is going to be controversial, I know. I know, but, like, honestly, like... Honestly, like, he is, like... He's such an evil little troll, but he honestly is not the one in power at all. No, no he's not making any of the final decisions on anything. So Except yeah. the one time he did make the final decision, like, had humongous, humongous impact. That is almost worthy, but, like... I just yeah. think that Ned's death alone is not quite enough. Right, right. You know what? Yeah, you you convinced me. Because like, because like Stannis like re- more or less was always planning on declaring himself king, mm-hmm. and like he just he just became more compelled once Renly declared himself king. Because like what? Oh crap! No. Well, and Renly. Renly, let's be honest, is is the uh, the Bambi of the frickin' Baratheons. Ultimately, yeah, he becomes that. But, I mean, that may be spoiling a future episode, but, yeah. Mm. I can kind of say, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I know it's shocking, fans, but, yeah, no. No? You know what? You convinced me. You can actually convince me. I didn't think, I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. I really didn't think of it. Whereas, like, yeah, there was that one instant, but other than that, you don't the the public would not hear about what happened. I mean, like, yeah, there would be stories told, mm-hmm. but like, there's there's all these like ranges of stories, and like that's one of the things I love about um, about uh, George R. R. Martin's writing mm-hmm. is like just like the way that like just there is no real instant mass communication, so you just get like stories of like, oh well, r- like a uh, Robert, Robert's dead. Oh no, Robert's fine. Oh yeah, he imprisoned Ned. No, 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 Ned, Ned killed, killed Robert. What? What? Yeah. What's going on? Like, yeah, they didn't have Facebook or CNN in those days. <laughs> yep. But you're right. I think he'll be he'll be promptly forgotten. Yeah, he would be. Like honestly, he would be. Uh, like other than like the martyr image they make for him. Yeah. He would be pretty much like a footnote. He's a little bit like, uh, in terms of historical, he's a little bit like like Abolus, really. Oh, oh, yeah. that's a good call. And uh, yeah, yeah, like other than the eccentricities, he, he his impact, like Elagabalus, was this. Okay, we we cannot necessarily put modern sexual terms on him. No, we can't because like he. If he, was he a cross-dresser? Was he transgender? He wanted to be a transgender. That was the strange part. And for those, and I mean, here's the thing: like for those, for those of you but, who but, don't know, for those yeah. of you who don't know, like Elagabalus was a Roman emperor uh, in the third century AD. And put simply, he was a very bizarre individual. Very bizarre. Now, now normally, That's somewhat exaggerated because the Romans. Like did like his like that he was more of a of a Syrian than a Roman, right? 
And I mean, to put it to put it simply, I mean, here's the thing: if he was a bizarre individual, whatever. But the problem is, he was a bizarre individual who was also the emperor of the world. Yeah, and you can see how that is not good. But I mean, per se, he didn't actually have that much impact on the Roman Empire because he mostly just stood in his palace and more or less just kind of did what he wanted. The Senate and the generals kind of took the running of the empire and per se, nothing, nothing really happened. Yeah. Nothing, nothing really bad or good happened during his reign. And with Joffrey is kind of like, well, you've got this weird sadistic child but that's about it. You keep him cooped up well enough, and yeah, yeah. Let let the let the adults and the sane people fight the war. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what happens. That's that's probably the best way to describe it. All right. Well, okay. So that's it for this long journey from Aegon the Conqueror to Joffrey the Illborn. But we have covered it all. We have covered every king and queen who sat on the Iron Throne. But we're not going to leave you just yet exactly. We want to also do what I've been calling the Dance of the Dragons. Mm -hmm. A melee where we're going to have a tournament eliminating all of the... and determine who was the greatest of the dragons and Mm -hmm. stag of of these kings. Who was the one that really stood out and has the best impact on history. So let's go over right now, just uh, before we leave you guys, uh, the dragons. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ones who made it in so far, or who made it in, were Mm -hmm. Aegon the Conqueror, Mm -hmm. dragon, Magor the Cruel, dragon, Jaehaerys the Conciliator, dragon, Uh, Rhaenyra the First, dragon. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had a long string of duds, but then we had, at last, Baylor the Blessed mm-hmm. was a dragon. Yes. Even though he probably thought dragons were sinful. Yes. Viserys II was a dragon. Hmm. A, we, we called him the kind of secret dragon. Yeah. But he was a dragon. Mm-hmm. Aegon the Unworthy. Very much unworthy, but a dragon. Right, a dragon, uh, a dragon for the for the different reason. Just like Magor. Mm-hmm. Darren the second dragon, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then we had another string of duds, but we then we had we had Aegon the fifth egg. Oh yeah, Aegon the unlikely. He was a dragon. <laughs> and then we went to. His grandson, Ares II, the Mad King, was a dragon. A mad dragon, but a dragon. Yep. And then Robert the Usurper, Robert was a stag. Yep. His category, he's not, his sigil is not a dragon. It is a stag. And did, what, did he live up to that? Yes, he did. Yes. And but so... So, who's, so, I mean, what's... How many is that? So, one, two, three... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven. Okay. So Pretty the way good. we're gonna work it is we're gonna have three brackets. 
two four four on four on fours and one three on three. Okay. And then and then the winners of each of those rounds is gonna go for the final round. Nice. Of the top three. And uh, I'm gonna shuffle them up. And so there we're we're not gonna we could uh could very well have Jim Harris going against Aegon the fifth. <laughs> so we'll find out how that rolls out in a little bit. Right. So stay tuned and we'll find out. Oh, and also we're going to have in each of these, each of these, we're going to episodes, we're going to go through each of the categories mm-hmm. and talk about which we think are the best in each of these categories. Right. And also the worst in these categories. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about the King category. We're going to talk about the warrior category, madness and misrule <laughs> and uh, also portrait. Yeah. Portrait. Mm-hmm. And so we got plenty more to go, and we also have some interest in in doing uh, ranking claimants. Mm-hmm. I I want to talk about Damon Blackfire and at least one other Damon. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also want to do a little bit about Hands of the King. So we're not done with the podcast just yet, so stay no. tuned. But thank that. you so much for joining us so far, and uh, we look forward to hearing to doing some more with you guys. Thank you. Have a wonderful night. See you. See you.